Hey, this is Mitch Rose. I'm the lead pastor of City Hills Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope this message encourages you, it inspires you, it challenges you to live your best life. Take a listen. Here's this week's message. Have you ever been disappointed with God? Has God ever let you down? I don't mean like God's failed you. I just mean God didn't meet your expectation. I don't know if I'm the only one in the room, so let me just be transparent and confess to you. I've told you this recently. I'm working through this. I'm actually working. My wife and I just had these conversations. Actually, at the beginning of the year, I'll start talking about it with my counselor. This has been the hardest year of my ministry, 23 years of ministry, 23 years vocationally, and this is by far, there's no close second, the hardest year I've ever lived. And sometimes in this year, I've gone to God and I said, man, I just don't understand this. If you'll let me be vulnerable with you for just a moment. There have been not a few times I've said, God, this doesn't make any sense. And, And things aren't going the way I thought they were going to go. I had a plan in my mind. I, I, I thought this year, maybe you started 2022 like me thinking, man, this is going to be the year. God's going to open some doors. And it's, it's been an amazing year. I mean, this time last year, we were in an elementary school, everybody, in a cafetorium. Come on. Nothing says revival like a little boy's restroom. You know what I'm saying? And hundreds of people were in this elementary school. And God gave us this, this building. It's been an amazing year, but it's been, it's been disappointing in so many ways. Maybe you've lived a year like that, or maybe you're in a season like that right now where you've looked up at the heavens and said, God, I don't understand this. I thought we had a deal. I thought we had some plans together. Maybe you know what Mary and Joseph would feel like. It had been 400 years of silence. God had not spoken in 400 years. And the first time God speaks again in the New Testament, it's angels, and He talks to shepherds. He breaks open the heaven and the angel of the Lord tells these shepherds, I'm going to bring you good news and it's going to be great joy for all people. Let me pause here and look you in the eye and tell you, if the faith that you've been living all year long isn't full of great joy, you need to find another church. You need to find another church home because this book and this church is good news of great joy. Can I get a better amen, everybody? It's a great joy kind of news. And that's what God shows up on the scene. And it sounds good unless you're Mary and Joseph. Because it doesn't sound like good news and great joy to them. As a matter of fact, it sounds like a heart-wrenching story. These are real people. These aren't just names in some made-up story. These are real humans who had real lives. They're a young couple who are navigating this betrayal and what feels like relational devastation They're unfairly criticized. They're shamed in their community. They have this traumatic birth of their first son. It's a nightmare scenario. They run from their lives from King Herod. All because they're trying to do what God told them to do. Have you ever lived a time in your life when you felt like, God, I'm doing all the right things and it's not working. This isn't going the way I thought it would go. And I'm a little disappointed. If you'll let me, I can imagine in my life Joseph uh, 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 asking Mary uh, to be his wife. He proposes on Bethlehem Bridge. You know the way it is where the IG photos, you know, everybody's, you, you know, you do it for the gram. And 
and they got a plan and it's always a surprise. Every girl that I know, it's always, oh, I had no idea. I just so happened to book a photographer, a videographer, and a drone to catch all this. But I had no idea that we were going to do this today, you know. Mary acts all surprised and I can't believe. And they got a plan. We're going to get married. We're going to get married in May. It's going to be an amazing. We're going to, we're going to honeymoon at Sandals, Rome. <laughs> I don't know if there's a sandals in Rome. I'd made that part up. But we're going to honeymoon there. And then we're going to live in an apartment for a couple of years. But we're going to be saving. We're going to build a house. We're going to pay off Joseph's trade school student loans. And then we're going to build a starter home in the southern part of Nazareth. It's going to be an amazing time. We're going to hire him some help. We're going to start having babies. they got a plan. God shows up and interrupts the plan. Have you ever had a time in your life when you had a plan? You walk out of college and you think, man, I got this degree. It's going to go well. And then it doesn't. I got a plan to start this business. It's foolproof. It's going to work. And all the chips are in on the table. And then it doesn't work. I got a plan. We got a plan. We walked down the aisle and said it's going to last forever. And then it doesn't. The plan is interrupted. And it's not interrupted in an easy way. It's the most complicated, inconvenient, unfair assignment. This angel appears to Mary. She's 14 or 15 or 16 years old. And she says, you're going to give birth to a son. And, 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 and Mary questions. She says, how am I going to do it? But if that's what you say, let it be done to me. And Mary has this sort of spiritual high. And she says, Joseph's going to be so excited. <laughs> Joseph, I'm pregnant. <laughs> And God did it. (laughs) Oh, God, huh? Okay. All right, that's his name? Okay. Let me see your phone. How how would you like to be Joseph and try to believe? Oh, the Holy Spirit did. Okay. All right, Holy Spirit. Where he he live at, huh? Where's Holy Spirit live? When did you meet the Holy Spirit, huh? Did you meet him on Tinder? Is that where you met the Holy Spirit? There's this tension and... You think she cheated, and this is, but you cheated with God. What am I going to do with that? I don't know how to. What do I do with all this? Matthew 1 and 18. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah comes about. His mother Mary was engaged, pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she found out she was pregnant through the Holy Spirit. And because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, he didn't want to expose her to public disgrace. So he had in mind. To divorce her quietly. Now this is a source of confusion a little bit. Let me try to clear this up. How do you divorce somebody you're just engaged to? Well, a Hebrew marriage involves two stages. There's the engagement part, and then there's the marriage ceremony. And and Joseph and Mary are engaged, but it's a binding contract. I mean, if Mary were to die while they're engaged, if Joseph was to die while they're engaged, Mary would be considered a widow. I mean, it's binding. So there's a ceremony that happens later, but, but... But they're engaged. I mean, they're still picking colors for the wedding and Mary is pregnant. (laughs) Joseph's humiliated and crushed. The invitations have already gone out. What are we going to do? This is worse than just the public humiliation. There's this personal betrayal. I loved you and I trusted you and I don't know what we're going to do. And imagine Mary. Mary didn't do anything wrong, right? I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And God said he had a plan. This was God's idea anyway. Have you ever had a year like this? 
Have you ever had a season of your life? It may not be something as dramatic as the Immaculate Conception, but maybe you thought you'd be married by now and you're not even dating. Maybe you thought your marriage would be better by now and you're not even sleeping together. Maybe you thought you could have a baby by now and you can't conceive. Maybe you thought you'd have another baby because of the one you lost. God, this wasn't my plan. I didn't didn't see it going this way. I didn't see this year. And if I'm being completely transparent with you, I have spent a few days telling God, I didn't see it going this way. I had a plan that was different, and I just don't understand. This isn't what I wanted. This isn't quite the way I thought things would go, and I'm a little disappointed. And I thought I'd just let you in on what God was dealing with me about. So maybe if you had a year like that or a season like that, or if you ever do, that you'll have some tools to deal with disappointment. If you're taking notes, I'd love for you to write these two things down. I want to give you two ways, two truths to help you when you don't understand God. Here's number one. Write this in your notes. You don't have to understand the plan to trust that God has a purpose. You don't have to understand the plan to trust that God has a purpose. Proverbs 19 and 21 says many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. Let me stop here and look you in the eye and tell you, there is absolutely nothing that can stop the purpose of God over your life. You need to receive that. I'm going to tell you that again, and you need to amen that into your heart. There is nothing. As a matter of fact, the Bible says it like this, neither height nor depth nor things you can see or things you can't see, angels or demons, nothing can separate you from God's plan, God's love, God's purpose over your life. Shout a big amen to that. Well, pastor, it didn't go for my plan. It It didn't happen the way I thought it would. Look at me. Just because it didn't go according to plan doesn't mean it's not going according to His purpose. And when you don't understand God, you're going to have to trust that God has purpose in my life. God still has purpose over my life. Well, how's He going to have purpose when we have this situation to deal with? How, how could God still have purpose in me after this divorce? How could God still have purpose in me after we lose it all? How could God still have purpose in me after rehab? How could God still have purpose over my life? People's opinion can't stop God's purpose. The pandemic can't stop God's purpose. Divorce, foreclosure, addiction, nothing can stop the purpose of God over your life. Say amen to that. You don't have to understand the plan to know that God has a purpose. Let me help you in 2023. I didn't write this down, but you need to hear this. You'll have a better 2023 if you'll let go of your right to know. Most of the struggle of my life is because I don't know what God knows. I can't see what God can see. I don't have the perspective God has in my life. I had a plan, but God has a purpose. And Mary and Joseph, their plans are wrecked. We had all of these big dreams, and now I'm disappointed. Now what are we going to do? Now she's pregnant. Now what do we have to do now? Verse 20, Matthew 1 and verse 20. But after Joseph had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Let me stop right here and say, Mary had already told him, but then God had to send an angel. All you married women, you know what this is like, right? (laughs) Right? Brandy, the Holy Spirit almost always sounds like Brandy. That's always, that's usually the voice it sounds like to me. Mary had already said, hey, this is what God's going to do. And Joseph's like, sure. And then an angel shows up and he's like, Mary, this angel said. And she's like, 
The angel said, huh? All right. So the angel shows up. Says, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid. Take Mary home as your wife. Because what's conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She'll give birth to a son. You'll give him the name Jesus. Here, look at this. Watch. Because. Underline that word because in your Bible. Many people, their faith dies in a because. Why did we have this? Why are we dealing with this? Why do we have this problem in our family? Why did our kid go crazy like this? Why did this fall apart like it did? Why did we have the year that we had? Why can't I get an answer from God? And God does something He almost never does. He gives Joseph an answer. Why? And He says, because Jesus is going to save His people from their sins. Now hang on. I got all this mess and I got all this disappointment and I got all this struggle and I got all this stuff and you mean to tell me God has a plan. Write it down like this. Your disappointment with God might actually be a divine appointment from God. Your disappointment with God, that area of the biggest pain of your life might actually be the area God would use to give you the greatest victory. God, you got a purpose in this pain. I want you to go into this next year, and I promise you if you'll grab a hold of this, it'll change your entire life. That my pain isn't wasted. That God has a purpose in my life. That this biggest disappointment that I have right now, this area of my life I don't have answers to, this thing I wish would change, this thing I don't understand from God, could be an appointment with God. That God has a plan. Listen, and God said, there's a because. Mary and Joseph, there's a because for you. Look at me. And the because of Jesus is you. It's you. You're the reason why. Caesar Augustus issues this crazy decree. He says that everybody has to go back to their hometown. They have to be taxed. They have to be enrolled. Everybody, it's a census. Joseph and Mary are living in Nazareth. They have to go all the way down to Bethlehem. It's about 90 miles and it's a grueling trip. If you've ever been to Israel, you know this. We're going to go to Israel together as a church family and you'll be able to see this with your eyes. But it's it's a high desert. The Judean desert's a high desert. So it's super hot during the day and cold at night, freezing at night. They're making 90 mile trip from Nazareth all the way down past Jerusalem on the other side to southern Jerusalem at Bethlehem. Joseph's going through his mind thinking, I can't work for two weeks, three weeks. I'm not going to get paid. What are we going to do? Got all this pressure. Got a pregnant wife. And and, and then there's, there's danger on this trip. He's fighting off lions and wild boars and I mean, it's, it's just, it's a danger. And, and he's doing all of this, listen, on a donkey. <laughs> 90 miles with a nine-month pregnant wife on a donkey. Listen to me. Brandy was about seven and a half months pregnant. And we took a trip to Dallas in my F-150. And our marriage almost crumbled. Are you with me, everybody? Married men, you know what I'm telling you. It's not fun. You just don't. And she's on a donkey, the back of a donkey. This doesn't make any sense. We get all this. Plans are messed up. But God says he has a purpose. 
So they get to Bethlehem. They, they endure this two or three week journey down to Bethlehem on the back of a donkey walking through the desert. And there's no hotels.com. There's no room to f- find. And he finally negotiates a deal in a stable in, a, in the back of a cave hollowed out in a barn. Mary's having contractions. Joseph freaking out. The birth is a horrible set of circumstances. The first people who want to hold the baby are dirty shepherds. Now, all of you women under 40 know this. Y'all take about six months to two years off so that nobody touches your newborn baby. You know what I mean? Like, they have these things now that you can put over the carrier, and I see you come in, and really it ought to have a sign on it that says, back up, don't touch my kid. You know what I mean? Like, and the first people to hold the baby are dirty shepherds. Talk about a bad deal. Dirty shepherds are holding it before they could ever decorate a nursery. They're running for their lives from King Herod. I know the angel said, peace on earth, look at me. But it felt like hell on earth in the moment. And Maybe that's what you're walking through today. And maybe this season is supposed to be peace on earth, but it doesn't feel like peace on earth to you. Maybe this year is supposed to be peace on earth. Maybe in the marriage, maybe in your relationship with God, maybe there's just a disconnect. It's supposed to be peace on earth, but it, it feels like hell on earth. And there's a disappointment. There's this gap between what I expected God to do and what actually happened. And I just wanted to tell you this Christmas Eve, you don't have to understand the plan to know God has a purpose the story of Christmas nobody could plan any better that God becomes a man conceived by the Holy Spirit born in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes look at me and he did it for you Look at my eyes. You're the because of the story. You're the reason why. Your story, your disappointment. Look at me. Your miscarriage. Your divorce. Your bankruptcy. Your addiction. Your special needs child. The struggle, the the, the problems, the disappointments, the gap between what I expected and what happened. You're the because. Jesus came. And in the middle of this seemingly horrible situation where the plans are destroyed, the purpose burns bright. And that purpose passes from a little baby and his mother and his father to some shepherds and that purpose passes from some shepherds to some wise men and that purpose passes come here Kinley from grandparents to parents parents to children come here Maya come on When your candle's lit, why don't you just stand all over the house? Why don't you hold it still and quiet? Stand up with that lit candle and 
I want you to look at it. And I want you to realize the purpose is still ablaze. When the plan goes wrong, when the plan's upside down, when nothing makes sense, God still has purpose. And I'm that purpose. You're that purpose. That God still has something for you to do. That the light hasn't gone out just because the plan didn't work, just because it doesn't happen the way you thought it would happen. That there's purpose still ablaze. And it happened on one night with one baby for you and me. Thank you for joining us today. And a special thanks to those of you who give generously to this ministry. You know, it's because of you that we're able not only to bring this message to you, but we're able to offer hope and life to the San Antonio Hill Country and beyond. So if you'd like to give today, you can visit cityhillstx.com right now. And if this message blessed you, why don't you click subscribe or share this message with your friends uh, on your socials. I pray it's a blessing to others in your world. Thanks again for listening today. God bless you.